Do you love early intervention, but feel like you need more mentorship and information to thrive in this setting? We're here to provide a safe, inclusive community where we learn from and uplift one another. It's our mission to prepare students and practitioners to be confident and competent working in early intervention. Hi, I'm Amira Johnson. I'm Danielle DiLorenzo. And I'm Sarah Putt. And together, we're the real OTs of early intervention. Hello and happy OT month. How are you doing, Amira? I'm great. It's warm outside. It's officially spring and I am super excited about today's episode. What about you, Sarah? How are you? I am so excited that it is April and it's OT month and we have some fabulous stuff in store for you. How are you doing, Danielle? I'm doing great. The sun is shining and I am so, so, so excited to share what we'll be doing for the next month. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Shannon Marie OT, a platform created to empower occupational therapy practitioners and students to share the breadth and depth of our eccentric field of OT, to not be afraid to pursue multidimensional career paths, and to enjoy meaningful occupations for leisure with the ones you love. You can connect with Shannon at shannonmarieot.com and follow along and participate in the ABCs of OT on Instagram at shannonmarie underscore OT. It's OT month. Yay. OT month is so exciting. I feel like OT practitioners just get really pumped around this time. And I love seeing the OT community come together to participate in so many fun things that just raise awareness of what our profession actually is. So We are so excited to be participating in the ABCs of OT Challenge that was created by Shannon Marie OT. So first, Sarah, tell us what is the ABCs of OT? So this will be actually the third year that I have been participating in this challenge. And I absolutely love that Shannon Marie OT puts this together every year. I know it's a lot of work, but I think it is so important for us as OT practitioners and students and anybody that's interested in the field of occupational therapy to really promote who we are and what we do as occupational therapy practitioners. So the goal of this challenge is really about increasing the awareness of occupational therapy. And so what we are going to be doing, because of course, we're the real OTs of early intervention, we're going to take our own little spin on it. And we are going to do the ABCs of OT EI edition. And everything that we are going to be talking about throughout the month of April and throughout OT month is all things early intervention, of course, right? So the other thing that I just want to mention is that this challenge, the ABCs of OT, challenge is open to anybody. So if you're listening to this episode and you want to get involved and it's the month of April, then feel free that you can follow along with what we're doing, but also participate in the challenge yourself. Let's get to it. A is for assessment. And what that means in the world of early intervention is the first step in determining whether or not early intervention supports and services are necessary to help a child and their family be independent and engage in their everyday family routines. It is a very meaningful experience for the family and practitioners to go through because it is typically the first time that they are addressing an area of concern about their child's development. Make sure to check out our podcast episode about assessments that goes more into details about what that process looks like and why it's so important within the early intervention system. 
And that episode is actually episode three, and it's called The Assessment Process. So if you haven't listened to it yet, there is a lot more information all about assessments in that episode. B is for bagless. The bagless approach is a method used by providers to coach families on therapeutic intervention using only the materials found in their home. This is so important because the bagless approach really emphasizes the natural routines and using the resources in the family's home and their environment. There's so many different benefits of being bagless. It's really emphasizing the family-centered approach that we have in early intervention. It increases parent carryover because they're able to use what they already have without feeling the need to go out and buy fancy toys or equipment. And when we have that increased carryover, we also see improved progress. It is functional. It's flexible. It's cost efficient. I can't tell you how much I've saved since switching to bagless versus when I used to just aimlessly browse those target dollar aisles. And when I used to go on my Amazon hauls and I'm saving so much more money now. And the two biggest benefits I've found since switching to bagless is that it really encourages your creativity and tapping into those activity analysis is skills as a provider. And it also increases your confidence because you know that you are enough. When you walk into that home, you know that you can go in and you can see their recycling bin and figure out, okay, I can use this empty egg carton or this empty tissue paper roll. I'm able to do something that is therapeutic. So it truly encourages that creativity. And that's a wonderful part of being an OT and it increases confidence. So remember to trust yourself, be confident and know that you are enough and you don't need to bring in fancy toys equipment. C is for containers. And there is a lot, I mean a lot, that we have to say about containers. Some people might have heard container syndrome. So we've actually already released one episode, and that's episode 15, all about container syndrome and containers. And we talk about what container syndrome is, how it can add up during the day. So a lot of times our families might not realize how much time their kiddos are actually spending in a container. We also go into detail about what different containers look like. And and we also talk about some of the potential harmful effects of spending too much time in containers. And trust me when I say that we have a lot more information to talk about when it comes to containers. So there will be some follow-up episodes. So stay tuned for that. D is for documentation. Make sure to listen to episode 13 to hear all about why I, Danielle, hate documentation and why it is so important, especially in the world of early intervention. We put so much pressure on ourselves trying to create these notes that are so long, measurable. It's so different in early intervention. Remember to keep it short sweet, simple, to the point, and within apparent narrative. So lose that science terminology at the door and write notes that are easy to understand so the parents can implement these strategies when you are no longer there. E, educational occupational therapy. It is so important to start talking about what the IEP process is when a child is around two and a half years old in early intervention. As we have mentioned before, if you've listened to previous episodes, the relationships that are built within early intervention are life lasting. And it is so important to start to prep the family for this transition from IFSP to IEP. The more that we can empower and educate our parents to what that shift in services looks like, what the new area of needs that are being focused on, and what truly is the difference between the family and the educational model. That is when we can truly build these relationships of confidence and competence with our parents that are able to go into the school system knowing what their rights are, what these services are going to look like, and what goals are now going to be supported and focused on. 
And I also think, Danielle, I think a lot of times practitioners in early intervention might not see the benefit of understanding what it looks like to be an educational OT and how the services can differ. And for me, I know, speaking from experience, having worked in the school districts and then also working in early intervention, I realized how important understanding how both settings work. So I'm able to help support the families as they make that transition. So even if you don't work in the schools, you've never worked in the schools, it's really important to understand how the services will look, how they might change, so we can really do the best that we possibly can to support our families during the transition from early intervention to educational OT. And if you're practicing in a team-based model like I do in Arizona, we are really involved in this process and we actually get to attend those meetings, the eligibility meeting, the evaluation even, and the IEP meeting, which is really nice because as the OT or as the therapist working with the family, you're able to give some input that maybe the educational team did not know about. So I love being able to just sit in on that process as well. F is for feeding. In early intervention, there are so many ways that we can support the family and the child during meal times. Whether you have a child that has specific preferences as to what they want to eat or a limited amount of taste and textures within their diet, it is our role as early interventionists to help our kids be able to explore a variety of textures that they can not only experience with their hands and their bodies, but make them feel more comfortable in trying a variety of new foods. We also support the ability to be able to independently use utensils and work on just sitting longer at the table for mealtimes or even just eating with the family if that is a goal of the family to have the child sit and engage during mealtimes. So it looks a little different, but feeding encompasses so much, but go back to the routine, exploring those varieties of tastes and textures within the diet and really just building off of what the child likes to be able to have them feel comfortable to explore new foods when they are being presented to them. So today we talked all about A through F for the ABCs of OT Challenge Early Intervention Edition. We want to know from you if you're going to be participating, if you have any suggestions on some letters that would be encompassed in early intervention, we would love to hear from you. Shoot us a DM at the Real OTs of EI on Instagram or visit us at our website at www.therealots.com. We're so excited you joined us today. Check out our website, therealots.com, for more information about anything discussed in the episode. And sign up for our email list so you don't miss out on any of our awesome EI resources. And join our amazing community of students and practitioners to get your questions answered and learn from others working in early intervention. Whether you're in the car, on your lunch break, or signing in to your next virtual session, thanks for keeping it real with the real OTs of early intervention.